John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, it's the High Gain Podcast. The High Gain Podcast, Ed. Where are we recording from? We are again in a secret, unknown location. Yep. In beautiful West Seattle. Spoiler. Yeah? It's a basement. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, What are we going to talk about today, John? We're going to talk about the beautiful world of guitars, Ed. I love it. I don't know. I'm ready to be surprised by this guitar. This guitar uh-huh. has a crazy history with the show. It does. You did research for this guitar probably two and a half years ago, and it just keeps flitting in and out of our grasp. Yes. Yeah. Today we've got a Gibson Melody Maker. Hell yeah. And I did the research yeah. for this guitar, and three times since... Every time we thought we had one set up to borrow, it sold or otherwise went away. Yeah. This time we have one. Yeah, yeah. You have been like, oh, I've got that research on the Melody Maker, and I've got a line on one, and it's come up multiple times. (laughs) The weird thing is they're not even that rare or expensive. I think they're kind of collectible. They have become very collectible. I guess not like a Les Paul. They're the Mustang version of the Gibson line. It's the inexpensive, student-y banger. That is exactly right. Yeah, and it kind of has that look. And it's got some rippage. Yeah. Before we started recording, Yes. you told me, oh, this thing's a ripper. And I just feel like you say that about any number of guitars. Yes. Fuck, that thing's a ripper. God damn. I'm a sucker for you. You say the word and I'll go anywhere blindly. I'm a sucker for you. 
a sucker for you. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. No idea. Sounds very 70s. Like, it sounds very John's wheelhouse, but your reaction makes me think it is not. No idea. None. That is fairly recent, couple years old, from our good friends, the Jonas Brothers. Oh. <laughs> the weird thing with that is, as you were playing it, I was thinking that I was going to have an off-air conversation with you, but instead... Let's have an on-air conversation. Let's do it. What I was thinking was, at times you play things that are comfortable or known to us. Like, yes. oh, we know Elvis Costello, and we know The Clash, and we know these songs. And I was thinking, like, oh, you should lean into newer stuff. But it's hard, because then you've got to go fucking listen to contemporary music. And i just like, ugh. The Jonas Brothers, by the way, Ed, yeah. are from beautiful, beautiful New Jersey. Oh, no kidding great yeah isn't that great yeah what are you drinking i went on a road trip and before i left i grabbed some beverages i could see the name on the can this is stee's antioxidant brew this company there is no way that they made this without some connection to like stee's nuts right (laughs) a peach flavored organic green tea natural flavors citric acid May as well just say corn, right? Big corn. Everybody knows that citric acid and big corn, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do they have a slogan? We believe in a new brew of tea, one steeped in tradition that refreshes the mind, body, and soul. Premium fair trade organic green tea combined with bold flavors and areolas. Nice. (laughs) Ercirola? Ercirola? A-C-E-R-O-L-A. That just sounds like a description written by committee. Mm, It's pretty good. You got a coffee there, too. I got a black coffee. It's almost gone. I, too, have a black coffee. Okay. Because that's what we do. But, in addition, I have a triple cola. Okay. The slogan says, drink it for vim and vigor. I expect, in this episode, to experience both. I hope so. Triple cola. Triple cola. Since 1921. I think Orca's lock on that nostalgia cola market, a game. They got it down. Yeah. God damn that guitar. You can kind of hear why these things are maybe a little collectible. Yeah. Since last we got together, Ed, Yeah. there is new ABBA music out. I have not heard it. I have. They have released two songs off of what will become the next ABBA album. Yep. Apparently all the rest of the tracks are done also. Okay. To be released in 2022, so they're really milking it. Yeah. I saw a picture of ABBA, all like 70-somethings now. Yep. In those kind of, what are those suits that you put all the dots on when you're doing like motion? Mocap suit? Is that what that is? Against the green screen, you're doing the whole thing? Yeah. They were all wearing those suits because they are going to generate what they're calling avatars, and they're going to go out on tour. So the young ABBA will be performing all the new stuff in concert as avatars. Are they going to go out on tour and play in the background with cameras on them? Because the tech is such that they could generate the images real time. Yeah. But then what you see is the actual avatar. Sounds terrible. 
That's beyond me. I don't know. We got to get on the horn with these ABBA folks. Yes. Yeah. I got questions and you got no answers. I got no answers. Except but, to know that it's here, man. The door has been cracked open. Right. Two songs out there. Give me the unvarnished opinion. What do you think of that? Classic ABBA. Yeah. That is to say. Yeah. All the harmonies and all the production and all the stuff you would expect. There's one ballady song. There's yeah. one slightly more up-tempo. But I don't know if anybody expected anything else. Is ABBA going to break new ground? No. They're going to write what everybody wants to hear as an ABBA song. Yeah. My Bloody Valentine. They released Loveless. Seminal. Groundbreaking. Amazing. And then they release MBV in like 2013. And it's like, what did they release? More My Bloody Valentine well, fuck, you could have done that <laughs> like 18 years ago. You know, so a 40-year break for ABBA. Those two songs that were released, do they just blow your mind? I don't think they blow my mind, no. Mm. Do they stand up as solid ABBA songs? Yeah, they do. Okay. At this point, it's like Kiss almost. If you were Kiss and then you wanted to do like drum and bass drop beat stuff, <laughs> you're going to fuck up your whole thing if you do that. I am just glad that Gene Simmons and the rest of the KISS crew have never made bad choices. Everything they've done, everything they've said, top-notch. It's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> How can that guy be right every time? Those guys are paragons of virtue. Yeah. Each and every one of them. Yeah. It's like the four corners of the most solid house, the KISS house of virtue. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, fuck Gene Simmons. Yes. What do you know about this Gibson Melody Maker guitar, Ed? Student guitars, right? Ooh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think I should like it more than I do. They introduced them in 1959. Yeah. First as a single cutaway. Yep. And it was a student model. In fact, they made a three-quarter version Yep. You know, the smaller hands and the beginners. Right. And it was offered only in this sunburst finish, which is the color ours is. Yeah. Until 1963, 1964. And then over the years, it's a story of discontinue it, reintroduce it. Sure. Add features, take features away. What year is the guitar you're holding? Our example is a double cut away from 1963. Okay. Yeah. I do like the double cut. Where does this sit in the timeline and then also in the model range? Les Paul, Les Paul Jr., and then Melody Maker? That's it, right. It would be at the bottom. They were contemporary, like 63. Could I go into the shop, get an SG Les Paul or a Melody Maker or a Junior? Yeah, and this would have been the bottom. Yeah. So as long as we're talking about that. Yeah. When this Melody Maker was introduced, Ed, 1959. Yeah. How much was it? In 1959 dollars. In Cold War dollars. Cold War dollars. <laughs> How much was this thing? For students, for the little hands. $123.45. One, two, three, four, five. You did a great job guessing on that, Ed. Yeah. It was $99.50. Just under 100 yeah. bucks. It probably was not too grand, right? No, in today dollars, it's about 930 bucks. Half the cost of most of your higher-end guitars. Half the cost of a Les Paul. Great. That's kind of rippy. Yeah. 
Who played this back in the day? Back in the day, uh, nobody. Yep. It was ensconced firmly as the student model. Yep. It would later come into prominence through other musicians who had these as their first guitars. Okay. For example, you know the Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top? I do. First guitar he ever had was a Melody Maker. Billy we did not lose. No. You know Robbie Krieger of The Doors? I do. Yeah. His first electric guitar was a Melody Maker. Okay. Not only that. Yeah. It was a Melody Maker he used for the first two Doors albums. He is known sure. for playing an SG. Mm-hmm. He didn't switch over to the SG till their third album. Yeah. 1961, Ed, is when this Melody Maker gets the double horn treatment and it's out with the single cut. Yeah. That's when it starts to look more like the example we're holding here. All that time they were doing the sunbursts, beginning in 64, they start Cherry. We know the Cherry. We've seen that on a lot of SGs and things. Sure. But you can also get this thing in Pelham Blue, which could be pretty cool. What year could you get a Pelham Blue? You could get Pelham Blue in 66. We know that Pelham Blue over the years tends to kind of go green. Green, yeah. It's pretty awesome looking. And by that time, the horns are getting pointier, more SG-like. You know, I look it up and it's like, yeah, of course, I've totally seen that Pelham Blue, but man, fuck, how much are these? 2600 That's not bad. Yeah, I love it. You could get it beginning in 66 at that same time with two pickups instead of just one. Now you've got your choice. Take your pick. Sure. You can see what's happening. It's maybe getting more popular or more accepted. Yeah. Because you've got greater color options, greater pickup choices. You have that vibrato option if that's a thing you want. Yeah. They even made in 67 a 12-string version. Oh, no kidding. They even made what was called the Melody Maker 3, three pickups. Whoa. In 68, they made one that was just kind of like natural walnut colored. 67. Pelham Blue, <laughs> Melody Maker D, so the two pickup, uh-huh. four grand. Woo. That's guitar money. That's big boy money. Well, for... the thing that's cool, just from the most practical standpoint, as well as sonically, I guess, is that it is a set neck. Yeah. And it's a solid slab body. It's not a three-piece body. This is sure. one piece of wood. The guitar John is holding, it clearly looks older. Yeah. But man, it is pristine condition this is in really good shape one of the things that made this a lot easier to produce for gibson the entire wiring harness pickup tone and volume is attached to the pick guard okay even the input jack so there are people working on a bench just putting that together go down the line and somebody else is just Just screws it in screws it to the body and that's it You could throw a humbucker in this thing, but it would be like routing and you're doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And later on, there were versions that had P90s in them. Yep. Now we're up to about 1971. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Discontinued. Mm -hmm. So 59 to 71. Cool. Then in 77, hey, let's reintroduce it. Sure. (laughs) So what's going to be the difference? The tuning pegs, as you see here, are the old three and three in line with the plastic buttons on them. Yep. They swap those out for metal ones. Okay. They update the tailpiece from the wraparound deal to the tunematic. Sure. I don't know if that went well or not, because in 1983? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Gone again. I should say by this time, 
Joan Jett is doing her thing. She is one of the biggest names associated with yep. the Melody Maker. Yeah. You think Melody Maker and that kind of rippage. Yep. Uh, you're thinking Joan Jett. I couldn't have pulled Joan Jett, but now once you say it, totally, 100%. So 1983, as I say, they discontinued it. But that's okay, Ed. Okay. Because in 1986, they reintroduced it. <laughs> sure. I don't know what they're doing. Sure. By this point, you could get a single cut or a double cut, and you could get a humbucker instead of a single coil. Sure. I don't know. Could I coil tap it if I wanted to? That might not be so bad. Boy, I'm looking at some melody makers from the 80s, and I am not into them. Then you don't want me to tell you about the Melody Maker Explorer. I'm looking at one right now. Are you the Melody Maker Explorer? Oh my God, what are they doing? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that to you. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, very 80s. Very metal hairband 80s. I guess that doesn't have to be bad. It's just that the thing that makes these old ones so great is that they've got that oomph to them. Whatever that pickup is, that is not a pickup that is lived on. Whatever they put into that thing, yeah. that ain't being done anymore no. at Gibson. But that's yeah. okay, Ed, because okay. in 1988, sure. bye-bye. Okay. They discontinue it. Yeah. On again, off again, whatever. But that's yep. okay, Ed. Okay. In the mid-90s, they bring it back. Okay, great. And they call it the All-American 2 Melody Maker. Oh. Said to be inspired by the original 1959 one. Oh, nice. Some differences, though. No pickguard at all. Okay. Rear-mounted controls, so it's not all put into the pickguard because there isn't one. They put a Vibrola unit on it. Mm-hmm. And it was in the same series as the Paul. Do you remember the Paul? I've had a couple. Yeah. I love them. The best Les Paul is the Paul. Yeah, this would have been in the mid-90s, the Paul too. I had a couple of the 70s, the Pauls. Those 90, the Pauls, are garbage. Oh, my God. They must have been. Garbage. Because in 98? Sure. Discontinued. Sure. It's gone again. Yep. But that's okay, Ed, because in 2003, oh, they brought okay. it back again. Okay. In what they call the Les Paul Melody Maker. I don't know, like a mashup of the Les Paul and the Melody Maker. Mm-hmm. It had the straight-sided headstock like the Melody Maker. They went back to the white button tuners. Okay. The jack is on the top like this is. This is all Melody Maker stuff. Yeah. But they had a junior-style control mounting pattern, two-volume, two-tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to just the one-in-one. Okay. Yep. In 2007, they made it even more like the original. They dropped the Les Paul moniker and just called it the Melody Maker. They wanted it to be its own discrete thing. Sure. Back to the single coil they go, back to the wraparound tailpiece. I think those might be ones to keep an eye out for. Yeah. It must not have done too well because in 2008, only yeah. a year later. Yeah. It's gone again, Ed. Here's a 2007. It looks that like is good looking. the sister of the guitar you're holding. Yeah. 700 bucks. All day long I'd buy that. Yeah. Probably a different single coil than the one you're holding. That's really good. Every once in a while, John and I will talk about what are the sleeper guitars like. In the late 90s, you could buy those weird Fender like Mustangs and stuff for nothing. I bought a Mustang, a 70s Mustang for $175. Yeah. This might be in that camp. Made for a year. Yeah. 
But that's okay, because to save the day, here comes Joan Jett. Oh. Two thousand eight, Joan Jett signature yeah. model. Oh, she's back. One single burst bucker three humbucker ebony fretboard. Oh, double cutaway. Uh huh. The body is white with okay. a black pickguard. And you know what's interesting? It's only got one pickup, but where you would put a pickup selector, there's a kill switch. Oh. And then there was an actual black heart version in twenty ten, which was black with red and pearl dot inlays you know how many of those are on the reverb how many zero zero at least right now can't get that but it's not over yet ed okay joan jet that's cool and all right but it gets cooler in the year 2010 yeah another melody maker hits the scene another signature model Ooh. who do you think all the people playing melody makers i am going to say jonah jonas I don't know if that's an actual Jonas brother, but one of the Jonas brothers. All of the Jonas brothers, apparently. Yeah? The Jonas Brothers Melody Maker, also known as the JB Melody Maker. It's got a little uh, JB kind of family crest logo thing on it. Usually, the curveball comes out of nowhere and Uh hits me. (laughs) I had a feeling we were going to get there. It's got two P90 soap bar pickups in it. Oh, no. It's a satin white finish, and it's got all this kind of like curly Q logo-y kind of crap on it. It's a big logo that takes up effectively the whole body, and then it's actually signed on the pick guard. That is terrible. Not into it, John. Me neither. But that's okay, because in 2011, they offer more options. They bring out that Flying V you were looking at. Now you can get your Flying V Melody Maker if the JB is not quite what you want. Yeah. By the way, that JB, they only made like 300 of them. So if you can find one, you might want to jump on that, Ed. Boy, that just sounds good. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's cut to the chase, Ed. Okay. You gotta try it. right ed buy or deny (laughs) i was away for a little while and you apparently have been busy doing little theme songs that's great um we talked the history of this thing yeah you gotta try and decide right hello or goodbye buy or deny buy or deny yeah yeah i 100 percent love the guitar you're holding Uh uh-huh yes i would buy the guitar you are holding There are no end of reissues in the 2000s and the 80s and stuff that are just like hard pass. I also think this is a guitar where it would probably be far more dependent on the exact example. I don't particularly like the Melody Maker body style. I'm not really drawn towards it. But like hearing this one, And just seeing, like, the shape it's in and everything, I'm very into that guitar. Yeah. Melody Makers as a whole, eh. I agree with you, especially about the specific example. Because so much of the sound of this thing is coming off that pickup. Yeah. But I suppose if you got one of those 2007s that look 
exactly like this and then keep your eye out for a vintage pickup to maybe throw in it. I don't really know. Yeah, then you're just into that thing of like, let me buy a guitar because it's kind of inexpensive and put a bunch of money and modify it. That's just not my thing. Am I going to pay like two grand or three grand for this vintage guitar? No, probably not. Yeah. But if I found like a bargain, yeah, no reason at all not to buy this. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's the single pickup version. So, yeah, theoretically, sure, it's a buy. Yeah, sounds like a buy from both of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. Okay. Uh, So, you've got a lot to choose from, viewers. Oh, yeah. Of all the different reintroductions and discontinuations of this thing. Yep. Choose your era, go to Reverb, and either wonder or be disgusted. Yeah. By what you see. Speaking to the collectability of them, this is our fourth or fifth attempt to cover this guitar. Because they come into shops and they are gone. These are extremely popular. Yeah. I think there's probably a certain amount of you can buy a guitar that says Gibson on the headstock for half the price or less of a Les Paul in the same year. I think that is what appeals to some people. Yeah. So after you go look at that on Reverb, yeah. check us out. We're at thehighgain.com. Yep. We're also on Instagram at thehighgain. Sure. We're everywhere. Everywhere. And then when you're done with all that, leave a review. We love that when you yeah. do that. Yeah, we do. We've had a lot of great people pinging us, and uh, we love that. Sure. We love interacting with the peoples. Oh. How'd this work out for you, Ed? Great. Did this meet your podcasting needs? For me, it was fantastic. I'm just glad we finally got a hold of one of these and were able to bang it out real quick. Yeah, it took us a long time, but we did it. Yep. All right, Ed. Okay. Okay, bye. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye.